What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. Christmas has come early this year, as the Eagles are now back on top of the NFC East after defeating the Cowboys 17-9. They're now in the driver's seat of the division. Everything has fallen into place. I think uh, everybody was glued to their TV last night, making sure the Eagles were doing everything that they could to make sure that they get the win and go back to first place and try to sneak into these playoffs after a very disappointing season. Um, great win from the team. First of all, I want to say happy holidays to everybody out there, and no matter what you're celebrating. Um, I think most of you are coming here to celebrate this big Eagles win with me. I'm going to go over what I saw throughout the game, what I liked, what I didn't like, and uh, what this means for the team going forward and possibly into the playoffs. Um, so first of all, thanks for tuning in with us today. We're going to have a great discussion uh, talking about this big win over the Cowboys. First off, I want to say hats off to Carson Wentz. He is showing these past three weeks that he is the franchise quarterback of this team. Uh, I think there has been a little bit of debate going on the past two years and a little bit this season because of the injury history in 2017, 2018. Then now this year, uh, it's it was a little shaky earlier in the season. You know, He couldn't get the wins when they mattered. I understand the team was dro- uh, dropping a lot of passes, suffering a lot of injuries, but now he's finally making it happen. One thing that I had against Carson Wentz was even though you know, the receivers weren't up to par, they were still dropping passes, it's expected for an elite quarterback. I, yeah, I say it, elite quarterback. Carson Wentz is elite. It's expected for him to still make it happen and still get wins. Well, now that's what he's doing. There's no more debate whether Carson Wentz is a good quarterback anymore. Now, he is comfortably playing with a second-round draft pick in J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Two players that started the season with on the practice squad in Greg Ward Jr. and Robert Davis. He has a Zach Ertz that was banged up throughout the game. He played with fractured ribs. He got that early in the game and ended up having a fantastic game still with fractured ribs. We saw Alshon Jeffrey do that in the playoffs last year. Dallas Goddard, uh, second-year player. And then the running backs. I mean, he's without Jordan Howard for the past several weeks. He's, you know, relying on a second-round pick on Miles Sanders, who's playing fantastic. I will get to that later. But he's relying on Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and then also Jay Ajayi, who's not even seeing the field. But those are his weapons. And I feel like a lot of fans want to use that as an excuse earlier in the season for Carson saying, look, that's what he has to deal with. But now you can say, look, that's what he has to deal with, but he is winning. He won three straight division games against the Giants, the Redskins, and then now the Cowboys. I think Carson Wentz is solidifying himself as one of the top QBs in the NFL these past couple of weeks because he's showing every single trait that you want out of a franchise quarterback. He's doing everything in his matter to win these games with what he has. Also, hats off to Doug Peterson for putting him in that situation to get the good wins. Doug Pearson has done a great job play calling and making sure that Carson Wentz is comfortable out there getting the plays that he needs to win these games. Um, Going back, last podcast I had, I talked to the Dallas Power Hour podcast, you know, the two Cowboys fans, and we talked about what it would take to win this game. And I made it very clear that the team that wins this, that the team that would win this game is a team that had the better quarterback and the better coach. I think it was no debate going into it. They agreed with me. Doug Peterson is better than Jason Garrett. Cowboys fans will take that to the grave. 
Um, they definitely respect Doug Peterson because he is way ahead of Jason Garrett. They want him out of Dallas. But it comes down to the quarterback play. There was one quarterback that came to play against the Cowboys and that was or in the game against the Cowboys, and that was Carson Wentz. Dak Prescott did not come to play. He did not look good. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. They had three field goals. Dak Prescott in a game to determine the division. If they won, they were in. He didn't have a touchdown pass. He threw for 265 yards, no touchdowns. He took two sacks, which was one short of my bullet prediction. Um, and no interception, so he didn't have as bad of a day as I expected. But Carson Wentz threw for over 75% completion, completion percentage, 319 yards, one touchdown, only one sack, and a 108.2 quarterback rating. That is a fantastic day out of Wentz. Based on what he is dealing with, weapons-wise, based on the circumstances, um... Carson Wentz and the Eagles definitely knew what they had to do to win this game. You know, they, the, the division is on the line, and they needed to go out there and ball out to make sure that they get into the playoffs and get him that playoff experience, and he did just that. They came out of the gates firing 10 points on the board just like that. I mean, they outscored the Cowboys in the first quarter, and the Cowboys did the entire game. If they didn't score, it would be 10-9. <laughs> um I love the fast start. I loved how Carson Wentz looked early in the game. And um, he's really just showing what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. Um, another thing I talked about in that podcast is that the, I believe the game would be decided from a defensive stand. I didn't think Carson Wentz was going to have another game-winning touchdown. I think the defense was going to control it at the end. And they did just that. Not only did... <clears throat> almost the entire defense contribute the entire game but who stepped up at the end who was it Sidney Jones I saw one tweet that said this game was the game of the second round picks Miles Sanders J.J. Ortega Whiteside Dallas Goddard and Sidney Jones before I get into what we saw to the offense I want to start this off by talking about Sidney Jones because a couple weeks ago I had two guests on the podcast Cody and Bryn Schwartz they're huge Eagles fans on Twitter um obviously go check them out go check that podcast that was a great discussion right after the Giants game Monday Night Football we talked about Sidney Jones because he stepped in for one play in that game and what happened for that one play a huge pass deflection to get the Eagles off the field put the offense back on to win the game and I think that's just remarkable because time after time in the NFL you see quarterbacks go down with injury. I forget who it was. I think it was Jalen Mills. He went down with an injury, and they had to bring in a replacement. Sidney Jones, his name was called. Time after time, you see backup cornerbacks get thrown into the game. And what do opposing offenses do? 90% of the time, they throw to that corner. Because, one, obviously the team doesn't have enough faith in them to start them. So they're not going to be as good. They're not going to be as capable. Two, most of the time, like in Sidney Jones's case, they're not even playing much in that game. They're sitting on the sideline. They're not fresh. They think that would be an easy completion to advance their drive. But Sidney Jones stepped up. He made a terrific play, got the Eagles off the field. And we had a discussion after that game saying, what does this mean for Sidney Jones? Because he was almost forgotten. He was inactive for a couple of games, banged up with injuries the past two years, obviously missed almost his entire first year with that Achilles injury. But... What does it mean for his future with the Eagles? And 
we all agreed that it wasn't enough. Yeah, it was a great play. Kudos to him. But it wasn't enough to put him into a better situation in Philly. But look, he does it again. He was asked to step in and play a little bit more now that um, Ronald Darby was injured. He's going to be out for a significant amount of time now, according to Doug Peterson. So even if the Eagles make it all the way, I don't think Ronald Darby is coming back this season. Jalen Mills was banged up for a little bit. So Sidney Jones' name was called yet again. That last drive, he made the stop. I predicted a defensive stop to end the game, put the offense back on the field, and get into victory formation. And City Jones was the one with the big pass deflection. I believe it was on Michael Gallup. Um, he had one on Amari Cooper earlier in the game. And that's an 1,000-yard 1000, 1000 receiver in Michael Gallup. It's not like he's messing around with some low-level receiver and making an easy play. Michael Gallup is a skilled wide receiver in this league, and he's having a great year. And that play, I mean, if you see that slow motion video that's going around on Twitter of that Sidney Jones play, that was a great play on the ball. Whereas you have um, Ronald Darby earlier in the game, basically in a perfect position to intercept the ball. You saw that against Devontae Parker uh, early in the season with the Dolphins. Perfect position to intercept the ball, knock it down, whatever. And he just lets it go right by him. Um, Sidney Jones was showing more ball skills than Ronald Darby did the past couple of games, even with limited amount of playing time and Jim Schwartz harped on this in his press conference a couple weeks ago he said that even though Sidney Jones wasn't in a huge role with the defense these past couple of weeks his preparation his mindset has not changed one bit and I really like to hear that kind of stuff because it's so easy for players in the NFL no matter what what the position is so easy for them to say hey, I'm not given a chance to play, so I'm just going to give up. I'll, hopefully I'll get cut or traded, and I'll just start fresh with a new team. That's not what Sidney Jones did. He stayed fresh because you never know when your name is going to get called. You never know if another cornerback is going to play poorly. We talked about that earlier in the offseason. When Logan was on the podcast, him and I agreed that cornerbacks should be constantly rotated because they have so many on this team. Um, you can't commit to Ronald Darby for a full game when Sidney Jones might be better or Rasul Douglas might be better in certain situations. So you never know when your name is going to get called or you never know when an injury is going to happen. Sidney Jones made sure that no, no matter what the situation was, no matter if he was sitting on the bench for consecutive drives, he was ready to go in for that one play when his name was called. So I think Sidney Jones was a huge part in winning this game. And I think going forward, my mindset around him kind of changed a little bit. Cody texted us after the game um, because we had this discussion on the podcast and he said, I'm going to change my viewpoint from get him out of Philly to, you know, maybe let him play out his rookie year. Give him that one more year and see what he can do. And I completely agree with him. I don't think, I still don't think it's going to be enough to say, yeah, he should be the starting cornerback going forward, starting cornerback next year. But he might step into a bigger role now because he made those plays and Ronald Darby's going to be out. But anyways, Sidney Jones, my take on him is I think the Eagles need to make sure he stays in Philly next year, barring anything bad happening, any poor play in the next game or hopefully future games in the playoffs. I think he needs to stick around. I think he needs an offseason to get back in a groove, get a little bit more competition around him, and see if he can compete for that starting role because I think at this point he at least deserves a chance. Staying on the defensive side of the ball, I think – 
other players that had good games, Avante Maddox, he's having a pretty good year this year. I think he had a pretty good game. I think I, I, I really liked what I saw out of Nigel Bradham. And then the backup defensive ends. How about Vinnie Curry and Josh Sweat getting in there? Both with at least one tackle for loss and both with one sack each. Um, they, the Eagles, I really criticized them in the offseason, early in the season, for their defensive end depth. I think that was the weakest part of this team because um, in the entire offseason, Howie Roseman did a fantastic job at making sure the team was built top to bottom almost every single position. You had almost five safeties on the team that were capable of starting when the Eagles had Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeod, uh, Jonathan Cyprian, Andrew Sandejo, Blake, Blake Countess, Trey Sullivan, all those guys, they were really good. Um, obviously, not many are on the team anymore, it's just the two. But at that point in time, they had a really deep group. That was almost with every single position. Obviously, the wide receiver position is banged up right now, but going into the season, they thought J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was their fourth or fifth option. Now he's their first or second. I think Greg Ward's the first now, but... My point is, every single position was so deep, except defensive end. They let uh, Michael Bennett, they traded him to the Patriots over the offseason because he wanted more money. Yeah, you don't want a player going around and saying, oh, I'm going to demand a pay raise. Like I think he handled it poorly, but at the same time, they didn't try to retain him. Uh, I think it came back to bite them in the butt a little bit because early in the season, it would have helped to have Michael Bennett on your team. Chris Long retired. He was a great rotational piece for the Eagles. Um, he didn't come back. He ruled out coming back with the team. He said, hey, if I was going to get into a bigger role and play more snaps, yeah, I'd come back. But he really didn't. The Eagles were so thin after Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham. But Derek Barnett, he's a solid player, but I don't think he's a bona fide uh, D DN1 that's going to get you a lot of sacks in one season. He's really just good. Um, I don't think he's stepped into great or excellent yet and lived up to that 14th pick potential. Brandon Graham, he's having a great year. He's really stepped into a huge role with the team, even at an old age. And he signed that contract extension. I wasn't a huge fan. I want to keep Brandon Graham around. But my mindset at the time was, I think money should be spent elsewhere i think they should put that money and three or four mil extra a year to a true pass rusher that's younger maybe more skilled they could have got you know judavion Clowney, trey flowers all those guys but they stuck with brandon graham and he is showing them that they made the right decision i think he's having a great season but beyond that they had vinnie curry josh sweat joe osman who we went down with uh achilles and or no ACL injury, I'm sorry. He's on the IR. Um, Deshaun Hall had a fantastic preseason, but really hasn't stepped on the field. Sharif Miller, their first round, fourth round pick. I liked him out of college. I wrote an article about him as a late round sleeper for the Eagles, but not in the fourth round. I think that was a big reach, and he hasn't been active for the team yet. Um, so I was really concerned about their defensive end depth, but as of late, Vinny Curry has stepped up tremendously. Josh Sweat is having a great season. His progression with the team is really promising because he was a late-round pick a couple years ago, and nobody really knew if he was going to 
be good because he was a, a thin player. He really just uses speed to get past offensive linemen in college. But in the NFL, that's not going to work. He went, worked his butt off in the offseason, put on 22 pounds of muscle mass, and it's really proof uh, that it's making him a better player on the field. So I like what I'm seeing out of them. Overall, the, de- the defense played a great game. They held the Cowboys to nine points. And Dak Prescott, he's he's having a pretty good year. At one point, he was in the MVP, co- MVP conversation because he was throwing for so many yards. But the Eagles defense... Compared to being on home in the road, it's night and day. At home, they are a good defense. This defense can win playoff games. Uh, I talked about that earlier. The defense is what the Eagles are going to have to rely on if they get into the playoffs and they want to win a game. So, obviously, I like what I saw out of them. That was a great win. Great to hold the Cowboys to no touchdowns and just three field goals. All right, I made you wait a little a little bit for it, but let's get into the offense. First of all, I talked about Carson Wentz a little bit. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, but man, he has been good. Um, I want to pull up a couple of stats about him because he's been playing great these past couple of games. So first of all, Carson Wentz has 3,750 passing yards on the season. He is only 167 passing yards away from breaking Donovan McNabb's all-time passing record um, in a season. And he's only 250 yards away from a 4,000-yard season. So he took a lot of heat earlier in the year when I don't think it was very much deserved. I think he deserves a little bit of criticism for earlier in the season. But honestly, overall, he's been having a really good year. Nobody's really talking about it. They just pull the negatives. I think everybody just is out to get Wentz because he's been hurt the past two years. But he overall, he hasn't missed a lot of games. And now he's staying healthy. That was the that was my biggest goal for him this season. Obviously, I had Super Super Bowl aspirations for this team, but my number one goal was for Wentz to play all 16 games, and he's going to be doing that. Um, so just 250 yards away from a 4,000-yard season is great. I think he is definitely, definitely going to get to that mark. <clears throat> Sorry, the Eagles are going to play the Cowboys Week 17, um, and I think he can definitely get to that mark. Uh, he played really well against them late in the a uh, couple weeks ago Monday Night Football um, that overtime win he got a good amount of yards in that game I think he will be able to do it again and make sure that he gets that $4,000 mark I don't think he, he cares about it so much um, I don't think that's his goal but he definitely wants to get there and show that he's been having a good year and he can finally get some recognition Carson Wentz has thrown um, a touchdown pass in 18 consecutive games. I think that's the longest active streak in the NFL. And he did that in the first quarter with that uh, fast start. And, you know, he's been good. He, he, although I don't like how much he fumbles the ball, he's been showing that he's smart with it passing the ball because he'll throw a lot of touchdowns. Um, and he's not going to throw a lot of interceptions. We see... A lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, they'll throw a lot of touchdowns, but the interceptions are going to come with it because they just go for it all. But uh, Wentz isn't like that. Wentz is smart. He's making good decisions. I think that is very impressive given his mindset as a quarterback. He's a gunslinger quarterback. He wants to stay in the pocket, get out of the pocket, chuck it downfield, and take those chances in tight windows. But he's smart with the ball, and he's having a great year so far. Um, So kudos to Carson Wentz for... Not only a great game, but a great 
past three games against divisional opponents and what he has done in his season overall. I think he's going to definitely get recognition once the Eagles get into playoffs. I've been saying it for the past couple weeks now. They're going to make the playoffs. All they have to do is beat the Giants or have the Cowboys lose to the Redskins. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think the Eagles are definitely going to get a handle on the Giants, and they're going to make sure that the Eagles are going to the playoffs for a third consecutive year. And right now, they're slated to play the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs. And uh, that's that's exciting to me because the Vikings have gotten the best of the Eagles in the regular season the past couple of years, dating back, date, dating back to Wentz's rookie year. Um, but we all know what happened in the playoffs. I don't want to live in the past and talk about that 38-7 to win because, honestly, the Vikings have been better than the Eagles in the regular season when they play. But um, I think we're going to see something similar. If the if the Vikings come into town, the Eagles are definitely going to come to play. Um, going outside of Carson Wentz, I want to talk about the running game and how great Miles Sanders has been. He looks like a completely different player than he did earlier in the season. Training camp, OTAs, all those, that off-season preparation, people were raving about Miles Sanders, saying how, how good he looked, comparing him to... LaShawn McCoy, um, a couple other good backs in the NFL, and previously good backs. But when he, once he stepped on the field, he was kind of hesitant, um, had that fumbling issue earlier in the year. But now, man, Miles Sanders, I think he, he has to be a top 15, maybe even top 12, top 10 running back in the NFL right now. He is playing great. He had 20 rushing attempts, 79 yards. That's four yards per carry. Um, he had that nice touchdown, and then the run, the 38-yard run. I think that was the one in the fourth quarter when he slid. He could have had a couple more yards and another touchdown, but um, he told reporters after the game, you know, I'm not going to do that. He's like, I let me just slide. I mean, it was it was very humble of him, even though everybody wanted to see him running up on Dallas and score another touchdown because everybody is loving Miles Sanders, but man he played really well and I think his impact in the passing game shouldn't be ignored either he had five receptions for 77 yards that is that's some damage average of 15.4 uh, long of 29 he's been playing super well without Jordan Howard and this is really surprising me because I didn't think Sanders was gonna be a number one option for the Eagles running backs in his rookie year I thought that the Eagles were going to have to rely on Jordan Howard a lot because my the gap between college to pros for running backs, it's big. Um, it's tough to find those holes and get past the the big pass rushers and run stuffers on the defensive line. But Miles Sanders has been handling it really well. And he told reporters a couple days ago, you know, there's that, um, that college growing pain because they only play – 12 13 games in college and then now you go to 16 possibly even more in the playoffs and it's tough to get adjusted to because your body isn't used to that much uh, damage and running that much and everything like that but Miles Sanders is handling it well he said it's tough but everybody's supporting him even though he might feel a little bit beat up because of the longer season and increase in usage the past couple of weeks he still went out and had over 100 total yards and a touchdown. Um, could have even been more. So I really like what I see out of Miles Sanders. He's not being hesitant anymore. He's being smart with the ball. 
but he's also showing a great connection with Carson Wentz in the passing game. I think that's super important because you need dynamic players on this on this team, very versatile players. They utilize Darren Sproles very well. Um, other backs in the past, you know, they try to do it with like Wendell Smallwood. They try to make him a rusher passer or rusher receiving a dual threat running back, but he just didn't have the skill set. Miles Sanders is perfect for this offense. And in the offseason, during the uh, draft time, I, I really wanted David Montgomery on the Eagles team. I thought he would have been a good fit. And although he's he's a good player, Miles Sanders was the perfect pick for this team. And um, I think for everyone that's criticizing the Eagles for their drafting antics and kind of missing on a few picks, they hit on – it's 50-50, honestly. They'll hit on a pick and they'll miss on a pick. And I think many teams are like that. The Eagles, the Eagles fans only want to criticize the team when it plays badly. But now when Miles Sanders is playing well, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside had a decent game. They're like, hey, maybe Howie's pretty good at drafting. You know, he's making a count when it needs to be counted. Um, maybe later in, this, later in the rounds, he's not making the right picks when he's just looking for a special teams contributor or just a backup pass rusher. Maybe he's a little bit suspect in those situations. But overall, when he needs to make a good pick, they're pretty good picks. I think Miles Sanders is a gem that they found. And uh, another player that I want to talk about a lot, I will get to after this ad. So my next offensive player is Greg Ward. Greg Ward, uh, I don't know where to start because Greg Ward started the season on the practice squad. I had him making the 53-man roster in my offseason predictions. He didn't make it. He ended up sitting on the practice squad for several weeks, ended up getting promoted before the Eagles played the Seahawks, and they're starting to get thin at wide receiver, and he is playing really well. This game, he had four receptions for 71 yards. Um, I don't think the Eagles need Greg Ward to be a number one receiver right now and go for 10 receptions over 100 yards because Carson Wentz is doing a great job of distributing the ball properly and getting it to all of his weapons, but Greg Ward is becoming... A really good weapon for Carson Wentz and another thing just like Miles Sanders the connection between them is super important that being Greg Ward and Carson Wentz because when there's so much uncertainty and instability on this offensive side of the ball with injuries poor play Greg Ward is the one that is stepping up and making it happen and he is showing Carson Wentz that he can trust him uh, I think that's going to be super important going forward because he's still a very young receiver. You know, he was drafted into the league, what was it, 2017, I believe. And um, he hasn't really made anything out of himself in the NFL, like regular season. He's been on a couple, he's been on the practice squad a couple of times. He played in the AAF, had a lot of success there. But now that he's finally getting his chance to shine in the regular season, he's showing that he can do it. I think the Eagles definitely need to keep him around um, going forward. They need to sign him, make sure he's locked in going into the offseason. But, man, I think he might be something special to keep around because I'm saying that I talked about earlier um, in the season about the wide receiver position as a whole, how it needs to get pretty, uh, pretty different for next year. Greg Ward, he could be... Similar to what they had in Nelson Aguilar, a slot guy that can bounce outside, do a lot for the team, 
and he's very versatile. They saw um, the potential in him to be, you know, the the he took the direct snap out of the backfield and ran for a couple yards, you know. He was a quarterback in college. I think we're definitely going to see a couple trick plays with Greg Ward. I think he's a great weapon. I think he is a great personality to have around. He's a very humble player, and he's definitely working hard to make sure that he's given the Eagles the best that he can be. So I talked about the key performers of this game, but going forward, what do I think about this Eagles team? Um, I think... The Eagles are in a great situation right now. They're coming off of three great wins, but it's not like they're blowing out the team, so they're not getting too ahead of themselves. <clears throat> they're still 8-7. and seven. They still had some terrible losses against the Dolphins. Should have won that game. Should have beat either the Patriots or the Seahawks. That that was an easy game for them to win. Um, Should have beat you know the Falcons, Lions, or <clears throat> excuse me, earlier in the year. But the Eagles are now in a great position. I mentioned this before, but to make the playoffs, they either, they either need to win against the Giants, or if they lose, they need the Cowboys to lose to the Redskins. So the Giants are going to come to play. Um, obviously, the Giants don't want to see the Eagles or the Cowboys in the playoffs, but there's been a rivalry between the Giants and the Cow the Giants and the Eagles. Likewise, Giants and Cowboys. All the Giants want to do is they want to come out, compete. And win their last football game against a division rival. That's all they want to do. If they can ruin a season, they will do it. They want to be the reason to do it. They're going to come out and they're going to try to play really well. But the Eagles have already seen them. They they struggled against them just because Ronald Darby got beat twice. Take away those two big plays, the Eagles would have dominated the or the the Giants. All obviously they wouldn't be playing from behind, and Carson Wentz wouldn't have to string together that game-winning drive. But I think if they were in control most of the game, if they didn't give up those two touchdowns to Darius Slayton, I think they'd be in a good position to win that game uh, very handily. It wouldn't have went to overtime. So they know what they're going to see out of the Cowboys. I mean, the the Giants, I'm sorry. They know what they're going to see out of them, but they're not going to see the same quarterback. This is going to be their first time seeing Daniel Jones at quarterback. Um, But they, they already saw Saquon Barkley. They already saw Darius Slayton. Yeah, there's pros and cons to each player but now they know how they can exploit it they're not gonna have ronald darby busting the coverage because he's hurt um he's gonna be out for a lot he's, he's done for the season i'm just gonna say it now doug peterson if he's gonna say day to day week to week oh that makes me nervous but if he's saying significant amount of time phew, you already know if he said that week one i would rule a player out for the entire year because um the, the team is just so bad with injuries but I really hope that Zach Ertz will come back. Hope they can fix him up, make sure that he's back. But I don't want to risk a re-injury. If he has to sit out Week 17, I'm fully confident in Dallas Goddard because that's another connection that I really like to see, Dallas Goddard and Carson Wentz. Um, I think he can definitely handle the role as the tight end one and make sure that the Eagles have that that weapon. But, you know, it's just another weapon that you lose. And Zach Ertz, he's he's the best tight end right now in the league. George Kittle's doing really well, but uh, I, I love Zach Ertz. I think he's having a great year, very underrated year, just because last year he blew those the, the, the league away in receptions for a tight end. He broke the record, but right now he's having a fantastic year. Um, that would really hurt to lose him, but 
<clears throat> because the Eagles are in such a good position to make the playoffs, they need to make sure he's healthy and he's ready to go for that. Um, like I said, the Eagles are slated to play the Vikings in the first round. Um, I'm not going to look too much into it. I'm sure we'll see stuff more about all the different situations, who they could play. But what we know right now is it's going to be in Philly. It, granted that the Eagles advance to the playoffs. I, I'm I'm fully confident that they, w- that they will. But say that they do, they're going to have a home game. They're going to host either Minnesota, Green Bay, or Seattle. I think that's the only, those are the only possibilities. Um, last week, I said Seattle is my first choice. But now that I see Minnesota slated to him, honestly, I like that. Uh, Dalvin Cook is banged up. I don't know if he would be ready to go because they're not going to have a bye week. They're going straight from week 17 to the playoffs. I don't know if he's going to be ready. I don't know if Adam Thielen's going to be at full health. Kirk Cousins, I think the defense can handle him. They didn't at all their first time against them in the regular season, but I think they can do it in the playoffs, especially at home. That's going to help a ton. Um, So the Vikings, that's a very... Very good matchup for the Eagles. I think they can handle them. They saw them earlier in the season. Um, I don't want to see Green Bay. That's the only team I'm I'm scared to see. Um, I would love to see the Vikings or the Seahawks come into town because I think the Eagles could definitely handle them. But going forward, the teams that are looking like they're going to have the first-round buys are the 49ers and the Saints. I think those will be the teams. Um, So if the Obviously, there's a lot of seeding stuff, but the Eagles will not have home field advantage um, if they advance. They would go and play at one of those higher seats. But here's the thing. Deshaun Jackson was reported today. Tim McManus said that Deshaun Jackson would be ready to go if the Eagles get to the divisional round of the playoffs. I don't think people are talking about this enough. The Eagles' offense would change so much if Deshaun Jackson returns to the field. Because right now, Carson Wentz is dealing with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Greg Ward, Robert Davis, and his tight ends. He's playing really well. But did you guys see what Carson Wentz did week one against the Redskins with Deshaun Jackson? That second half brought me back to the 2017. That second half was great football to Carson Wentz. And that connection, they've been practicing that connection <clears throat> the entire offseason. He, he's thrown bombs to Deshaun Jackson every single day at practice. They took a little bit of time to get the timing down because Carson Wentz hasn't really had <clears throat> a true burner like Deshaun Jackson is. But once they got it down, whew, if Jackson was healthy all year, man, this Eagles team would have been fun to watch there would not be the you know the drop issues especially on the deep ball Jackson is a game changer there's not many players in the league that you can label as a game changer but Deshaun Jackson is one and it's not like the team is would would change up as much at all it would get so much better and so much more wide open on offense because right now the Eagles have made this clear themselves too they're not going to have a 50 60 yard play that's going to open up an entire drive and get them down the field so quickly. Maybe Miles Sanders can do it. That's the only player, in my opinion, that can do it right now. Tar- Carson Wentz himself said that 
<clears throat> the Eagles are looking for over 10 plays in a drive to like quietly march down the field, get those um, quick passes, and make sure that Carson Wentz is getting the open receivers and getting down, moving along, moving along, moving along. Defenses can understand that. They're not going to be playing super deep because they know that the Eagles don't have the weapons to go deep. So now, having if they would get Deshaun Jackson back, if they would make the playoffs and win a game, now Deshaun Jackson can be the burner. He can stretch the field. He can go hor- or, uh, vertical and up and down the field. But then he's going to get attention from a cornerback and possibly a safety, I think. After seeing what he did with those two uh, long touchdowns against the Redskins in week one, I think a lot of teams would consider doubling up on Deshaun Jackson or getting some safety help over the top. Um, now, you got Greg Ward, Arthago Whiteside, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, all those players working below, working in the middle of the field where they have been productive right now. Take that production right now and take a defender away it's going to be so much better there, there's going to be one more person open Miles Sanders can bounce out Deshaun Jackson is a very underrated piece right now um, he's my concern was yeah he's eligible to come back in the divisional round but will he can he will he be healthy enough but it's been a report that he's already running 19 miles an hour in rehab and he's got three more weeks to prepare for it so I think the Eagles are I'm fully confident that they're going to make the playoffs. I'm 70% confident that they can win a first playoff game because it's at home, because they've been riding on this great energy. I think they're going to win their last four games of the season. I think it's going to carry over. But if they win another one and have to travel, first of all, that's going to hurt the team a little bit, traveling to um, another playoff matchup because the the defense isn't as good on the road. But if they get to travel... With Deshaun Jackson suiting up, whew, I don't know what to think. I'll have to see the matchup first, but I'm going to be a little bit more confident. My my, It's going to take up a little bit um, just because, man, that's going to make the offense so much better. And hopefully Jordan Howard can return from his injury. I'm not really sure what's going on there. Nelson Aguilar, mm, I don't think he's going to come back. Um, I'm fine with him not coming back. I, I said a couple weeks ago, on a podcast that I think having Aguilar back is super important because he would step in as the best receiver. Not anymore. I think he would be the third best receiver um, behind JJ and Greg Ward. But, man, I think Nelson Aguilar should just sit out. They should just make sure that he's getting healthy. Apparently his knee is swollen, like double the size of what it normally is. Um, You know, he's not the game changer like Deshaun Jackson is that you want to rush back to the field just sit him out his time in Philly is done um but all in all I'm excited about this team you know the Eagles are coming off three divisional games they're all close but it doesn't matter that it's the Giants the Redskins the Cowboys who are all now under 500 divisional games are always close no matter what the division is we just saw the Bills play the Patriots close. You you see the Buccaneers play a team like the Saints close. It happens in every single division. No matter where you are, who's playing, they know each other well. They're, it's going to be a shootout. The Eagles and Cowboys wasn't really a shootout, but it came down to the end. 
It was a low-scoring game, but it came down to the end. It came down to that defensive stand like I predicted. Um, I think this confidence in this team is at an all-time high. It's the type of confidence, confidence that they saw in 2017. Doug Peterson is rallying these players together. His post-game talks to these, that this team is phenomenal. Everybody's so united. Earlier in the season, there was a little bit of a, you know, debate that the Eagles' locker room was dividing, that they didn't have the coaching staff to do it. They didn't have um, the players supporting each other, especially Carson Wentz. But right now, they're united. They're going out there, and they want to win football games. And I think a lot of that energy comes from the younger guys stepping onto the field, but also stepping into the NFL, and they're they have a perfect opportunity to go out and win a playoff game. Their first year in the NFL, you got Greg Ward, Miles Sanders, JJ Ortega, Whiteside, all those players. Doug Peterson has playoff experience. He knows how to win games. Um, also, he is fantastic in December. I want to point that out. He's been playing or coaching really well in December all throughout his uh, coaching career so far. Carson Wentz, he needs that experience. He's going to be hungry. Uh, take the record away <clears throat> because that's what's going to happen in the playoffs. They're going to be, what, 9-7 and seven most likely going to the playoffs. Take that record away. Put it at 0-0. Zero zero. You know, I'm confident in this team. And I, I like the way that they are right now. They're kind of getting that underdog role again like they did when they won the Super Bowl because they're not going to be a good team overall. Every single team in the playoffs is better than them skill-wise. But you can't underestimate um, the role of teamwork, leadership, and having faith in each other. And that's what this team has right now. I'm really excited that this team is finally coming together and making this late playoff push. It's showing that this is what the Eagles team is truly about. You can beat them down earlier in the season, but when it counts, they're pulling together. And who's pulling together? Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. They're rallying these players together, mostly younger players. It's showing that they're making strides as a team, not only this season, but as an entire group as a whole, going forward into the future because a lot of these future pieces are on the team right now um so i'd like to thank you guys for all tuning in today um this was a great great win by the eagles they're in a great great position to further expand on a pretty good end of the season um win against the giants week 17 then hopefully get into those playoffs and all bets are off it's a it's a new season once you get into the playoffs so I'm super excited. I know everybody's excited. So thank you for joining me today <clears throat> and hearing my thoughts on the game and the team as a whole. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Birds Banter is on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Wherever you listen to, just hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button so you never miss another. It'll go straight to your phone. You can always listen to them. Always follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter. I'm always posting to um, show that there's new podcasts coming out, new content. Um, one more time, thank you for everyone entering that giveaway. That was super awesome to see all of your support um, to the podcast because I loved reading all your reviews. I love seeing you guys um, reply and say that you're liking the podcast. It, it helps me a ton to see that people on the other side are listening. Other side of the earbuds, they're listening, they're enjoying, they're having a good time. I do this for enjoyment, but I also want everybody to enjoy my thoughts and make sure that 
they're getting the best Eagles content out there. That's my goal. I'm going to be the best Eagles content out there. I think we're uh, we're all moving in the right direction. So make sure you stay on board. Um, tell your friends. Tell other fans that Birds Banter is out there, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to have a lot more content for you guys going into these playoffs because we're making it. We're making it. Mark my words. Um, if you don't believe me, mark this down. Screen record me saying this. Whatever it may be, come back to me. I I'll. I'll admit it. If uh, if the Eagles prove me wrong, I'll admit it. But right now, I'm 100% confident they're making these playoffs. But until then, um, make sure you subscribe. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And go Birds!